Hey, it's Eric. We've had a great 2023. We've had some amazing trips and we're having a lot of fun doing this. So we're going to do a few more here. If you want to go sailing with us, our January trip for the Bahamas is already sold out, but we're going to go back for another week. If you want to spend Valentine's Day in a warm place with beautiful turquoise waters, this is your trip. February 12th through the 16th, we're going to meet up there and go sailing for the week. It's going to be a great way to share a lovely day with the person you love. Email me directly, hello at theawesomefactory.nyc. Hello at theawesomefactory.nyc. Just let me know that you're interested. We'll chat through all the details. I'll give you all the information, answer your questions. And if we get to go sailing, it's one of my favorite things to do. So thanks for listening. What could go right? So many people think they have to take all of their adventures before they can settle down and have kids. And then they're going to be on a hiatus from fun or adventure and personal growth while they raise their kids. And today we're talking with Drayson and Shandi Kilpak, who are going to tell us that there is another way. Welcome to the What Could Go Right podcast. I'm Emily Orton. And I am Eric Orton. And here we talk about personal growth, family relationships, and raising adult kids, parenting adult kids. There we go. So, Shandi and Drayson, thank you so much for joining us tonight. So fun to be here. Yeah, I got here. It's good to see you guys again, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take us back. We first met in person about a year and nine months ago, just shy of two years ago. A great memory. Good times. We were hosting a retreat up in the mountains in Utah, and you guys were brave enough to come, even though I don't know how much you knew about us beforehand. But um, we had a, a whole weekend together, mm-hmm. and we got to talk about what Emily and I refer to as the Navigator Framework. And and then we've just been in touch since then, and it's been fun following your journeys and adventures. And so we wanted to just kind of walk back and start from the beginning and just talk through the whole process, the evolution, the journey up till now. How's that sound? Great. Yeah, sounds good. All right, so one of you, rock, paper, scissors, you can pick who, but just kind of take us back to that weekend and kind of tell us maybe what, your, what, you, what you knew or what your expectations were coming in and then what that experience was like. And let's just talk about how it rolled out after that. Yeah, so some of our really good friends invited us to a cabin retreat. It, they said it was a couple's retreat. Um, it's a time to connect with your loved one and grow and bond and kind of dream big and make some goals and look at your life. And specifically, we knew that um, Eric and Emily would be the guests there and that they would be teaching us a navigator's uh, framework course about um, uh, basically being willing to open your mind and uh, see what new things might lie ahead for you and your family. And we were all for that. We were like, that's great. We, We think that connecting and um, spending some time together and getting inspired by some people who we were like, man, they've written this cool book. They've like, they're kind of crazy. We love that. Like they've sailed for a year with five kids, like and a special needs daughter. Like, okay, we, we have to be friends with them. <laughs> and so we, uh, we, yeah, we spent a full weekend in the cabin and it was an incredibly uplifting, impactful, and perspective-changing and life-changing weekend. We came out of that just like with this huge breath of air, like, oh my gosh, we are capable of so much and our potential is so much. We just simply need to actually sit down and think and be intentional about what could we do, you know, that's actually maybe closer to our reach than 
we may have thought. And yeah, we both just absolutely loved it. And we made some pretty cool decisions after that and the conversations that we had in that retreat. We had a great experience. I'd just add that it was so good to be too intentionally set time aside to just think big picture about your life. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I tend to be a pretty, a, a pretty big planner and goal oriented person, you know, by my nature, I can't not do that anyway. And so <laughs> I feel like I'm doing that all the time, but I think, you know, we all get really busy. And so sometimes what's hard is to justify taking time to just stop being busy with all the things that, you know, are important, but that sometimes get in the way of, taking time to think. And so it was really good to just take, you know, a day and a half to just put all the other responsibilities aside and just force myself to just slow down, think, think about my life, reflect about where we wanted to go Mm -hmm. and just make sure we were heading the direction we wanted and see, get ideas about what things we could adjust to head different directions and just be inspired about, you know, these are, these are things you're doing well. These are things you could be doing differently. And if this is, if you have these great ideas or you're hearing what other people are doing that they really enjoy, like, don't just think that you can't do that. Like there's, I mean, we were just talking about this last night, even that, you know, sometimes you just get in the rat race of wake up, breakfast, work, bedtime, do it again forever. (laughs) And so it's nice to just, it was nice to just think like, you know, you can do something different. You can mm-hmm. change the plan. You can make adjustments to your life. Like it is your life and you're in control of your life. So mm-hmm. it was good to just take time to do that. And I would say I came out of that retreat feeling like I had permission. Permission to dream. Permission to break the rules. Uh, permission to do things people don't do normally. Um, and to find a way to make it work and be awesome and like own it and not feel scared or like, I don't know. It just kind of felt like, wow, other people are out there doing cool stuff. And like, we can do that. We are capable. We are, you know, we can put ourselves in a position to make that possible. And we did. Well, I remember because we do look, you know, you guys, you guys filmed each other at the end of the, at the end of the retreat and shared some of your takeaways and, and Shandi, I remember just your enthusiasm and the light that you had in your face and your excitement for what was to come. And, and Drace, and I remember you um, just saying something really wise, I thought, which was, you said, you know, it's important to do this from time to time. And if we don't, if we don't do this regularly, how much are we going to miss out on? I don't know if you remember saying that or not, but just the idea of this is not a one and done thing. This is, you know, you need to do this periodically. Like you were saying, kind of take out time to just remove yourself from all the hustle and bustle of your daily routines and, and, and obligations and just think, and that it's important to do that with at kind of at a pace at a, at a consistent rhythm. Like a cadence. Yeah. Over, over time. And so, you know, I don't know what you've done in the year, you know, in that regard, in the, in He's the time. He's been amazing at it. He puts aside time all like probably monthly. Yeah, we've, we've and done weekly that. even in smaller ways, more intentionally to look at our life. And we've been to a couple more retreats since then that it's funny. Shandi always has to, has to push me to go. And I'm like, Oh, I don't have time. I don't want to do this. And then every time I go, I'm like, Oh, why do I always tell myself that I don't want to go? It's so good to just take, it's hard. It's really hard. But once you do it, you're always glad you did. So it's like going to the gym kind of. Yeah, there you go. Gym for the soul. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Well, thanks for the recap. And I just want to hit on a couple of things that have happened since then that, that, you know, you can tell us where, where it all came from, but you've done some things that felt kind of beyond yourselves, at least at that time. And, and so I know Emily was saying that she wants to hear a little bit, you know, you can tell us, first of all, I want to clarify, you have four kids, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and, you know, on this podcast, we talk about adult kids, but adult kids start younger and, and yours are younger. And so kind of help us just get a sense of the age range and then talk us through a little bit about, you know, kind of some of the outgrowth from, from when we first met. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> right now our oldest just turned eight. Um, but at the time that we had this retreat, he would have been six, um, five. Uh, I think, oh, no, I think he, six, I think six. we had a six-year-old, a five-year-old, a two-year-old and a baby who was nine months mm-hmm. and I was, nursing. your baby was there, right? Yeah. I think I brought I remember him. the baby on the floor. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, um, at the time of this retreat, we had been invited to a wedding in India by one of Drayson's schoolmates from, uh, from his master's degree. And when we first got the invitation, our our reaction was, oh, wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, well, because he was, because I mean, he was just getting married, so he did, he didn't have any kids, and so you know, he's he's like, come out and stay, like, but we a really, couple weeks or we whatever, really and... didn't give it a second thought. We were just like, that's so nice to be invited. I'm so glad he thought of us. Yeah, I I was sitting there thinking how because we were really close. You know, we did a two year program together, and it was. You know, while I was working full time, I was schooling full time. And so we were up late on weeknights. We were going to class together on the weekends. Like we went through a lot and we got really close. And so he invited me to his wedding and I'm sitting there thinking, how am I going to tell him no? Like, how am I going to tell him I cannot go to his wedding? Like, I'm the worst person ever. But I'm also like, I have four kids. One of them is a newborn. And this is on the other side of the world for like two weeks. Like, how is that? Like, Money aside, like <laughs> just yeah, finances, yes, but logistics and yeah, and Indian weddings are not like they're not done in a day. They're a no, it was a full no, so three was, day event. I did not think we were going to make it work. I was trying to figure out how I was going to tell him that we were not going to be able to come yeah. without breaking his heart and making him sad. Um, and if anything, <laughs> we were thinking that maybe just Drayson could maybe go and be hmm. one of the groomsmen, you know. But then after we went to this. Uh, retreat we really got to talking about it and we were like you know what could go right we could go to India together we know nothing about India but let's take baby steps where would we fly into what where what hotels would we stay in what kind of food do they eat there like how much would it cost us and we just started asking those little questions and who would babysit the kids and how would we you know like divide up the bit, the, the days of babysitting and how, how could you take that off work? And we just kind of started realizing like, okay, it will take some work, but like this could potentially be one of the most incredible experiences we've had as a couple. And it was still to this day has been, and we're like, we could spend three freaking weeks together. Just the two of us after we <laughs> had kids for six years like doesn't that sound so good for our marriage and like experiencing new places and doing all this research on 
we we figured out it's not too far from Dubai. So we're like, heck, let's add Dubai onto the trip. So we ended up going and we spent like a week in Dubai and two weeks in India. We did the Burj Khalifa, the tallest tower in the world. We did the Taj Mahal. We did an Indian wedding and it was the, we did a water park out in the Indian Ocean. <laughs> we did a camel riding camp out in a tent. It was the most epic, mind-blowing experience of our lives. And to, we still look at each other and we're like, we freaking did that. Like, and <laughs> yes. it brought us so much like joy and memory as a couple, so much fun. And all obviously traveling gives you, there's always those challenges and those unforeseen things that just you know, <laughs> long layovers or whatever it is, train rides, and you get <laughs> sick with the new culture's food and all of that. We experienced all of it, but it was just so rich and so cool to do something like that together and to be uh, at a place where we would come back to our family just so refreshed, so rejuvenated and excited to take our kids on similar experiences. We, we, we caught the bug, you know? And so... And yeah, figuring out babysitting, it was work. Like, I think it was all hands on deck from both of our families. We both have big families and it was our kids, great aunts and second cousins. And like everyone had to come pitch in with carpool and helping. And yeah, I think they probably stayed at four people or maybe five yeah. people's different houses. And, and we still, we feel <laughs> a little bad. Like we know that's a big ask to ask for family members to do, but, um, they were really mm. supportive when they, when they saw how, how excited we were about this opportunity. And, um, well, a lot of them too were, they were, uh, almost pushing us to go. Like, yeah. I remember like doing this retreat and we were, I think we were kind of on the fence about and trying to figure out if it would work or not. And then I remember one night we were, we were, I was talking about it with my mom and just was like, I don't, I don't know if we could do this. Like, it sounds so fun. And she's like, well, you have, you have to, to do go. it. Yeah. She's like, we'll help watch <laughs> the kid. Like, yeah. Oh, really? She's like, yeah, we would. And I was like, okay. And I was like, now, now my parents are even telling me I should go yeah. do it. And so, so like, so when we, when we basically <clears throat> like weighed the pros of going to the cons of not going, uh, we realized like we have to go. Like anyway, we just we we realized that it would be way. too we would be missing out on way too much positive, you know? And then it got us thinking, man, how many things are we missing out on simply because we're not going out and thinking that big. Mm -hmm. And so it was, that was a great experience. And because of that, then the, so that was like the spring. And then the following winter, we decided to do another big thing. But this time, instead of ask for babysitters, we decided to take the kids with us. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt right there because oh, yeah. I want I want before we unpack that <laughs> that next thing I want to talk a little bit about this because you said a few things that that sparked for me. First of all, talking about all your families pitching in, I love that they were rooting for you to go and really wanting to support you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I never thought of this until you just said it, but I feel like first of all, I'd love for each of you to talk a little bit about how it affected you individually, then as a couple. And then third and fourthly, so sorry to throw so many questions at you at, at once, but third, I feel like I'm curious how you going kind of like rippled out into your kids' lives. Because you came home, like you said, you came home sort of a Refreshed. little bit new, a little bit new. But then also I thought this is the thing that never occurred to me is that 
your kids got time with so many members of your family in a way that they never would have gotten otherwise, whether yeah. they were coming to your home or whether they were going to their home or get, you know, getting, you know, you they got to see where your kids go to school or whatever activities. And, and, you know, and so just in some ways you stepping away for a few weeks, we might all think, Oh yeah, it's, it's a burden on our family and oh you're going to miss your kids, but also it's creating a chance for them to connect and, and create strong relationships that probably, you know, I'm sure they're good, but maybe this just wouldn't helps it level happened. up in a way that, that wouldn't have otherwise. It's deeper yeah. when you're sleeping at someone's house or spending multiple hours with yeah. them, yeah. not yeah. at a party where you just yeah. kind of cross paths yeah. at the buffet table, right? Okay, so you said starting with the individual, then the marriage, kids, and out from there. What were the benefits, I guess, yeah. of this? Yeah. So as an individual and as a couple, I would say it was, it was refreshing to kind of refocus on each other because, you know, as parents with four kids or however many kids you have, a lot of your time gets focused on your kids. And so, you know, we spend a lot of time each day cleaning up after our kids, reading with our kids, playing with our kids, dressing our kids, whatever it is. And there's not a lot of time left at the end of the day after all those things are done to focus on each other. I mean, usually I feel like we get to nine o'clock at night and it's like we finally have time to do little other projects that we have to get done. And then, you know, the day's gone. And so it was nice to have time where we didn't have uh, to focus on our children for mu as much of the day. And we had a few days where we could focus on each other. A few and weeks. Just, <laughs> yeah, a few weeks. And uh, just kind of, you know, build our marriage, reconnect in, in ways that were you know, we just hadn't done for a while. Like, you know, it's so, it's so funny when you get out of the car and you can just walk somewhere and you're like, Oh my heck, I don't have to unpack three killed kids out of a car seat. <laughs> it's like, I can just get out of the car and walk and, you know, we can just, we can it's like you're cheating hold hands while we walk somewhere instead of trying to wrangle kids from getting hit by a car, you know? Just, <laughs> so it was really nice to just focus on each other. And I really liked that. I think, um, individually, I'd say it was, uh, it was just, it was empowering. It was empowering and kind of just confidence building a little bit, you know, like we got back and I was like, we just traveled literally to the other side of the world uh, to multiple different countries where they didn't always speak English and where, you know, oftentimes the directions were in English and we had to change currency. We had to figure out phone plans. Like we went all over the place. And, and that time we were still doing with dealing with COVID things that were making flights <laughs> yeah. impossible. Mm. And it was just, it was, uh, it was really complicated, but we did it and it was really, really fun. And, you know, I don't even off the top of my head, remember anything that was super negative or that was really bad. Like it was just, it was great. We had a great time. And so it was just like, you know what, we did this, we can go and do it again. And now that we've done this and have some confidence, it's, uh, it's exciting to be like, well, where could we not go? You know, mm -hmm. we could go all over the place. Like, are you into the middle of nowhere in India? Like, there's plenty of other places that are uh, we could def definitely go. So that's what I would say. Yeah. Um, individually, I feel like I just experienced a huge amount of growth and confidence building and feeling of freedom and a feeling of fun and kind of remembering, like, who's way deep down. 
way deep down in me, I am a fun, adventurous, um, like go-getter, like to try new things kind of person. And you, you get to, you get to apply all of those things in motherhood in a beautiful way. But then to kind of just come out of that and remember like for a moment, like this is who you are. It was almost like you take out all the noise and just say like, you can just be you for a moment and like uh, reconnect with yourself. And um, it was just, for me, it was just like this recentering um, and a moment of feeling a newfound confidence. Like, oh yeah, because here's the thing. I choose personally to be a mom that stays at home every day. I make that choice. I can, I have the power to make the choice to go and travel all the time if I want to. Right. But I, it helped me realize like I am being intentional about my choices. And so I can, I can intentionally choose to travel and have fun and be an independent, like luggage carrying woman. <laughs> mm -hmm. And and I can also play another role of taking care of children at home. And um, I think just switching hats really helped me remember that I love my choice that I'm doing the rest of the year. Does that make sense? That makes All sense to me. All the rest of the year, it feels like, oh yeah, like this is not what I'm stuck in. This is what I love. And sometimes you got to pull out of that sphere to kind of remember that. Yeah, it actually reminds me of when we first moved to New York City and uh, we didn't have a car and couldn't even really afford to take the subway very often, which is fine because you can walk to anything you need in five minutes, right? But I was, anyway, I was just new there and I had these two kids and I was like, I go to the playground four times a day and I'm 25 <laughs> years old and like, what is my life right now? And yes. um, one of the things I did is I took the stroller with the two kids in it and I walked across the George Washington Bridge into New Jersey. And it was not the same as going to India, but it let me know I can leave anytime I want. Mm. And now that I know that's an option, that means I have a choice and I'm going to choose to stay here. Yes. It was a little rough transition moving the first, the first few months for me um, moving to New York City. So that was really helpful. But later I had friends who were saying, oh, we're... We just bought tickets to Peru. These were two single ladies yeah, two who lived downstairs from us. We're going out clubbing. We're doing all these things. And I was, again, I was like, what am I doing? And then um, I realized I chose this. I chased this. I campaigned for this life. Like coming to the realization that I am living my dream as a stay-at-home mom. Marriage is not a guarantee. Children are not a guarantee as much as we sacrificed for me to stay at home, it's still a luxury to be able to stay home full time with the kids. And for me to recognize just when I had two little toddlers, I'm living my dream. This is my number one thing I want to do right now. Mm -hmm. Just, it took all that pressure off because the message in the, you know, the society that we're growing up in is, is so often that motherhood is a limitation or mm -hmm. um, an oppression of some kind 
But when you're like, oh, I'm choosing this and I'm owning that choice and I'm Mm -hmm. and not that every single thing is fun about it, but I'm happy to be here and this is my preference gives me or gave me so much power. Um, And so I hear I hear exactly what you're saying that that you were like, wait, I chose this. But then I kind of it, it kind of calcified around me and I broke out and I did this other thing and realized I can step out of this whenever I want to. Now it feels more like a choice. Yes. Again, that mm-hmm. I'm here in motherhood yes. and, and it helps Which, you love it more when you're there. <laughs> yes. Yes. It helps you love it. It's so empowering because you do, you feel that. I love that. I can leave. I have the freedom to leave whenever I want. I can go to New Jersey. I can, I can, I can, I can do anything I want. <laughs> I could but, be in New Jersey right wow. now. <laughs> it's a high but, bar. It's a high bar. Yeah. But I, we love you, New I Jersey. <laughs> So I would say that was a lot of personal growth. And I think, I think from that point, I've still, you know, maybe if there's a hard day, I've been able to kind of go back and reflect on that lesson and recenter myself. And that's been great. That's awesome. And as a couple, man, romantically, it was awesome. We went and like on the coolest dates ever. Like we just, there's nothing that be, we had the coolest date. We went to a mosque. We went and shopped at gold markets. We went and stayed in a super fancy hotel for one night. We just picked one night where we stayed in a really cool hotel and we had cheesecake delivered and we hot tubbed in our room with our cheesecake with a cool freaking view of uh, Dubai. And it was just like, this can't be topped, you know, it can't be topped. And, and I, I think it kind of like felt like taking a really big bite out of that donut you always wanted, you know, like it just kind of felt like, okay, now that I've had a little taste of this, I'm good. Mm. I'm good. Like, I don't feel like I need to, I don't have any feelings of bitter or jealousy or resentment towards other couples or people who get to go do cool stuff because I got my wiggles out. We had a blast. <laughs> and like, now we can go back to life and just be happy for others. Just mm. genuinely happy for others who have good experiences. So we, we had a blast. We, 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 I, I, I don't know. I just, I want another donut. I was ready for another donut. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Some we, milk, we, please. We had there's so much time. We had so many good conversations and you know, it's good when you get to the point where there's literally nothing to talk about. It's like, you've exhausted everything. And then I feel like that's where a whole new level of layers of yourself start to unfold. And it's just really, it was a great time for us. So Highly recommend it. I'm trying to remember what was your next question. Well, I want to say one thing also. Thank you for all of that, actually. And That's I, great. And I, two things, I guess. One is that that does feel like real confidence when you are so happy with your own choices that you don't have any problem with anybody else having good things happen in their life, yeah. right? There's no, no jealousy to contend with. And then, Drayson, you said something about um, – having all of these uh, good memories. And it reminds me, we, we recently talked with another couple, Brooke and Nathan Schmo, and their episode will probably air previous to this one. And they, they did an adventure with their kids, and there were some hard things that happened, but they said afterwards, when the kids talked about it, they only talked about good things or the negative things were now spun into a positive light, how like a bad experience can become a good memory. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, um, anyway, it just made me, me think of that when, when you talked about all the, 
the good only good memories coming out of this so mm-hmm. i think that it just is occurring to me that it's a, a phenomena of travel i loved your pros and cons list and then you're like and now i know bad things happened but it all felt like pros <laughs> yeah it's so true yeah well let's I'm, I mean, I guess the only other thing that I wanted to maybe hit on, and, and this might take us nicely into the next segment of what we'll talk about, which is you came home and I think as a revitalized, I'll, I'll, I'll describe you as kind of like a revitalized, re-energized couple. You're interacting with your kids and they're still young, so I don't expect them to have like big, you know, insights. They're not going to observe a lot of the things that shifted in you unless, you know, maybe, maybe you can tell us differently, but I'm thinking like, I'm guessing you showed up differently in your relationship with your kids in some way. And so if there's anything you want to say there, I'd love to hear it. And then I'd love to talk about Hawaii because cause then you're like, what else can we do? And then you got to and then and then, you know, I'll let you I'll let you tell the story. I don't want to like steal <laughs> your I don't want to steal your thunder. Sorry. <laughs> there's some Hawaii ahead. Stay tuned. Okay. So so how how it affected things with the kids? Um I think uh, I think you know you mentioned earlier how um, how it affects the relationships with other members of our family, and I think when we initially left, especially with our our uh, our youngest Beckham, he was oh how old was he then? I he guess was he was about months. nine months old. Mm-hmm. So he's still pretty little, and so I was just like, I don't know if we're gone for two and a half weeks and with a nine month old, is he like, is that okay? Like, is he he'll gonna... forget who you are. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you're going to forget who I am. And yeah. so, but, and so I, I was, I was a little bit stressed about that. And just being away from the kids that long, I was like, are they going to like feel abandoned? Like, what is this? But um, it was actually really good. Cause they, uh, they did connect with a lot of people. Like I had one, one aunt in particular who is, who didn't have any, uh, grandchildren yet and she was really excited for grandkids and she just I think really missed the phase where all of her kids were little and at home and so she volunteered and took a lot of extra shifts from other people while we were gone and I think she had an amazing experience and she in fact to this day she talks about how much she loved that and how she just begs us to Don't watch our it. kids more <laughs> and, so, and she just she loved that and, and I think they love her yeah they connected with her and they have a really good relationship with her because of that. And mm-hmm. I think they were able to connect with, you know, other family members as well. And, you know, I think about the family relationships I have with uh, grandparents or aunts and uncles and cousins. And some of those relationships are, are really important to me and have, you know, ha- had big impacts on my life. And so I think to, to allow our kids to make deeper connections with other people was mm-hmm. definitely a positive. And that was a great thing. I think, you know, during our trip, we did start missing the kids for sure. I think we were probably around the halfway point. And I was like, man, I just wish they could be here. Like enjoying this trip with us. That'd be so fun. And I did. I started to miss them. But, you know, when you get back, it's like uh, you're so excited to see them. They're so excited to you. And you just I think you kind of re revamp your appreciation for, and your love for one another because mm-hmm. you took a little I mean, it, holy cow, it was, it was two and a half weeks. So it wasn't like they were gone for, for years to the army or whatever. It was something small, but you know, it, it impacted us all. And it was a great reunion. And, 
you know, you just kind of felt a little, a little extra love and appreciation and gratitude for the family members you had after having been a little away for a little while. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So good. Um, and I remember too, that the kids were so much better behaved after we got back. It was so funny. It was like taking a break from this, this authority of mom and going to someone else's house and realizing, Oh, I still have to get dressed. I still have to do my responsible things, right? Do my chores and my schoolwork. I, they're still going to have me brush my teeth and get in my pajamas and go to bed. It's like, this is a normal thing that happens in other people's houses, <laughs> you know? And not just, it's not just mom and dad. Man, man, you got to do all these things. Like, it's like, oh, I see. This is a part of life. We all share the same life. Um, and I think it just gave them perspective of that. And so when we came back and asked them to do stuff, it was just like, okay. <laughs> like, what? I would not like, have expected that to be a side effect. But it was like yeah. they went to another country as well, right? Because any, yeah. any, we always say like culture is whatever your mom taught you is like kind of the, our definition, right? Yeah. And so you go into another house and you're like, wow, it's different, but all these things I still have to do. Yeah, I, I love that. Yeah, yeah. And and not to say that I, I had friction with the kids necessarily, but you know, sometimes they push back a lot. <laughs> and I think, I think being away from them made them realize this is what life would be like without mom mm. and dad. And like, of course, we're being taken care of, but man, we really miss them. And wow, like I would way rather them be home and just have things be back to normal the way they were <laughs> and be good than have them be gone. So I feel like when we came back, it was just like this like sweet reunion of I, I miss you. And like, I just I'll do anything to just like be loved by you you know, and love you. I mean, of course we were calling them and stuff, but it was just like, oh, you could just feel like a, 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 a greater, uh, gratitude. yeah, gratitude and, and determination to, to cooperate in the family mm -hmm. system after it was real, it was beautiful. And we, I don't know, it was, it was just a good thing. Like all around, I worried that it would, you know, hurt, maybe hurt relationships, but it wasn't. We brought so many cool things for them back and they loved it. Like it was, it was healthy all around. That's awesome. All and, right. I, and I'm imagining like the feelings that you have for all of those family members who stepped up oh. to take, take care of things while you were gone. Like, Oh yeah. We have so much gratitude. We, after we got back after a week and we recovered, we hosted a big dinner for everyone who helped and we we made indian food with spices and food that we brought home and we served everyone and then we brought everybody gifts to say thank you and we did like a slideshow and um it really brought us together in a really unique way um it's something we yeah. still talk about it was it was a it was a very beautiful thing and just helped us feel so loved and so supported you know not everybody has that and i recognize that you know and so for us to be able to say like wow people really came and rallied around us and made that happen. Like we feel very blessed. And I don't know that we would have realized how much support we had otherwise. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's amazing. I knew when we, 
we threw our first wedding in July. The, um, the first of our children got married in July, and I thought, oh, wow, this is how it brings the family together because I'm calling on everyone. Can you help me set up? Can I borrow this? Can we do it? And, and everybody just showing up, I, it, I felt it deeply, like how willing they were to help, and, and that's you know, how the wedding brought us all together. It wasn't because they saw our kids dancing you know, it was, yeah. it was like, because we all participated in making kind of it commun- possible, the communal, the effort. communal effort. Yeah, for sure. Because you need each other. Yeah. We really needed each other. I needed them. And, and you guys you obviously couldn't have done it without their yeah. support. So that's so cool. I love that. Okay. Totally unexpected. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, those are cool I, outcomes that, that I had not anticipated. That party sounds amazing. Good job guys. <laughs> all right. So you come home, it's good all around. You rest, you recover. You get back into the groove of life, and then... And then what? And then what? And then we're like, we want to do that again. (laughs) (laughs) But we're like, but that's not really, like, feasible or something realistic. We just maxed out our babysitter cards, so (laughs) we started thinking about doing doing a family trip. But then we also thought, like, if we want the freedom to be able to afford and maximize what we can pay for... Um, we started looking at flights specifically to Hawaii um, because I, I, I had talked to a friend and I said, if you could go anywhere with your family, where would you go? And she said, Hawaii. And I said, okay. Well, and where, where it started and, too was... And so we decided if we wanted that flexibility, we were going to have to homeschool. Mm. And so we took the plunge to homeschool well actually technically we kind of hardly had been but it was a COVID year it was weird and so we were like we are really going to be in this and we're going to not enroll our children in public school so that we have the freedom to take our family on more experiences yeah what are we willing to trade yeah okay Jason yeah so I I was just going to say kind of what started this is it was uh January of 2023 yeah yeah right so that was the beginning of this year this yeah, year. the beginning of this year. That was our the, the our year that we're recording this, I should say. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was our ten year anniversary, and so we were trying to think of. Mm-hmm. We were kind of thinking about something, trying to do something fun for our ten year anniversary. Um, and we were like, we just <laughs> but like we just did India like six months ago, so we can't. I don't know. Like we kind of just did that, and so I was like, well, I don't really feel good about asking our family to watch the kids again for a week while we all go to Hawaii or while the two of us go to Hawaii. So we just started um, thinking about, well, what would it look like if we took the family to Hawaii? And um, we started thinking through that. And I, I'm fortunate enough that my my work is pretty flexible and I work remote most of the time. And so we just kind of started thinking about the idea of like, well, what if we just stayed there longer? You know, like what if I talked to talked to my boss and got his thoughts on if I just worked remote in Hawaii. And um, at first I was like, I don't know, like I was pretty nervous to ask for something like that. And And people were telling us, you don't want to do that. You don't want to go on a trip with your kids. Like your baby's just going to eat sand. He's you're going to have to be juggling nap times. You know, you're it's you're going to have cranky kids on the airplane. And like, it's just that is just, it's worth it to just find babysitters and 
go the two of you, which it would have been, it would have been fun. But we were like, no, we, if we just pulled out all these good experiences from going as a couple somewhere new, then we think that there is value in doing that for our children. And so we just decided to take the plunge and do it. Yeah. Try to make it work. Yeah. And man, it started so rough. Like the very first night we flew into LA to for our layover the next morning to get to Hawaii and our rental, our flight was delayed and our rental car place had closed. And so we had no way to get to our hotel. And so we were like sleeping on the couch in this lobby, six people yeah, sleeping okay. on the ho- really in the hotel lobby. Yeah. Okay. So this, this is what happened. Okay. So this, it's you know, we just talked about how all the bad goes away and, you know, I kind of look back on this memory and laugh, but this, this part was kind of bad. Is, so, so we, <laughs> we got on the flight this one's from, stuck. This one's stuck. from California to Hawaii and the flight was delayed a couple of hours. So we didn't land until like midnight and the plane ride was really bad. Like buckle up with a little one on a plane. It was really bad. He was just crying the whole time, yeah, like he the whole time. The whole time. And it was so we got there at midnight. We're all exhausted, and we went to get our rental car. And we had missed the rental car place. They'd closed at midnight, and we got there I think around like twelve twenty or twelve thirty. Oh. So now we've got four kids that are crying and exhausted. We're in a hotel that's um, a couple hours away from where we were actually going to stay because we were going to get the rental car and drive to the place we were going to stay. But since the flight was so delayed, that was not really an option. So we're in a hotel. We've got all of our luggage for this month trip. So we had a lot of stuff. We had like four car seats, like six bags. And it was a wreck. But, you know, luckily we got a room at that hotel. And... At like two or three in the morning. <laughs> yeah. So we got it all sorted out. We got to our hotel the next day. And then we got there and they're like, oh, sorry, you didn't show up. We had to cancel your booking. And I was like, oh, yeah. What? For... And so like. So anyways, it, the, was, uh, yeah, it, it was, was a train wreck, but yeah. it was a, uh, it was good too, in that, you know, we learned that we could get through that. I mean, again, it's a confidence builder thing of these challenges come and you will find a way to make it work. And I think it's good for your kids too. I think it's really good for your kids to go through hard things like that and to recognize that, oh, sometimes things do go wrong or sometimes mom and dad do screw stuff up and sometimes (laughs) life will have bumps and it's not always just easy and you have to learn to to deal with hard stuff Mm -hmm. and so like it was hard and it was painful and it was not really enjoyable but I think it was a a good thing to learn from yeah you you adapt and then the time that we spent in Hawaii together was glorious I mean we I admit there was a moment we looked at each other in that hotel lobby with our kids sprawled out all over the couches and we're like what are we thinking <laughs> we this, this is the so whose dumb stupid. idea was this moment <laughs> yeah like what led us here like no wonder people said this was a bad idea all the bad things coming down but then man we got to hawaii and after things like after we adjusted from the the, <laughs> the sleep we had the most magical time it was like i didn't know that stuff like this was possible or that existed i mean literally the what keeps coming back to my mind since that time is sitting on the beach at sunset and watching all four of our kids running up into the waves and back just their shadows and i like the pure joy 
of watching them experience life freely. I, we were just like this, to me, it felt like this is what God, if you're religious, we are, sorry. This is what God wants for us. Yeah. Yeah. God wants us to experience joy. He's created this incredible world full of so much variety and life and excitement. And we have the opportunity to enjoy it. If we will just get on the plane or whatever, get through the jump through the hoops that we need to, to make it happen, it will be so worth it for you in the end. And we did so much cool stuff. We hiked volcanoes and we did a whole unit study for our homeschool on ocean life and we snorkeled and we whale watched and we, we went to the Polynesian Cultural Center and we did all the activities and learned about a different culture and took them to the shows and the luau's and oh my gosh, like so immersive. And the thing is, are they gonna really remember this other than photos? Probably not. And we had to come to that decision like beforehand because I know I moved to Utah when I was eight. And do I remember Colorado where I lived before? Not really. And so we knew all of our kids were probably not going to remember this, but we're like, but we still want the experience of going. And we want our kids to have the experience of being exposed to new things, because even though you doesn't, you don't remember it does not mean that it doesn't bring you value. So much value and learning and compassion and understanding and patience and all of these virtues that we want our kids to develop. Like, man, you'd come out a better, stronger person for that. You know, whether you remember that or not, it's there. And so we we were so, so glad that we just went ahead and went for it. Um, and and it it's definitely been one of those experiences we will never forget. And we're already trying to figure out what's next. Yeah. <laughs> now, just to, just to put a button on this, you were in Hawaii for how long? About a month. A month. Okay. Much yep. longer than the typical sort of we're just going to pop away for a vacation kind of a thing. Yep. Which is great. I just want to, I just think that's an important piece for, for the listeners to know. Well, yeah, I, think, sorry, I think something that's kind of cool for them to know is kind of similar to the India trip is it just makes you think like people, people want their friends and family to be happy. And so like when I went and I asked my boss about this and I was like, how do you feel about me being gone for a month? And he was all for it. He's like, uh, he's like, yeah, you know, I've done something like that. And it was really awesome. He's like, I don't know if that's okay with company policy. He's like, but you know, I don't care. I, I really want you to be able to do this. And he's like, I I'm, I'm okay with it. So I'll have to check on that, but I think it's probably fine. And I want you to have that experience. So he's like, yeah, let's do it. Go ahead and book it and everything. And I'm supportive, like go and do it. And it was just like, Oh, kind of, kind of like, again, like my parents were like, go to India. It was just like, Oh wow. Like, you know, I think we kind of think that people will think, we're being selfish or something if we're trying to do this trip for us. But I think people want you to be happy. And, mm -hmm. and I'm happy to say like, we would want to do the same thing for others. Like I would happily watch any of my siblings, kids or whatever to, so they could go on a trip. Like I would love for them to have similar experiences like that. Mm -hmm. I think it's really cool because I've heard that in, on multiple occasions, you know, from, from people who have done similar things that we, I think we recognize that this is a way that we can give each to each other by supporting and encouraging each other in, in doing things that are going to fill us up, that are going to, you know, just light us up. And, and I think so often we just feel like nobody, like people are going to be either resentful or jealous or, 
I don't know what other negative emotions, discouraging. discouraging. People are going to want to, people are going to want to kill this before it gets a chance to, to have, take on a life. And, and I just think it's such a delight. It's such, it, it makes me happy. It's delightful to hear that that was the conversation that you had with your boss, because so often we have these imaginary conversations of what it's going to be. Emily and I talk about, you know, we call it mind reading and why mind reading is so counterproductive because we usually make up a negative scenario and yet when we act when we have the actual conversation most of the time it can be it's a very positive encouraging conversation but we That's we're so, so scared of just having it that we don't mm-hmm. have it at all and we just you know oh. the, the one who shuts it down we mm-hmm. are the gatekeeper right we're usually the first one to to count ourselves out or say that's not for people like us and just how you said at the beginning like your immediate response to the invitation to a wedding in India was how are we going to tell him no Mm -hmm. you know like you had to climb out of that to experience like an alternative of well what if we played with the idea and considered going and what would it maybe look like and then it became more and more real but it's not the initial and I and I find that that is just so true. Like whatever it is in our nature that we're trying to protect ourselves or something, we'd say, oh, that's, oh, that's not for me. That's not going to work. I'm not going to try. I'm not going to look. That's for other people. In that direction. And, and then you, um, I heard this recently, and, and I feel like it's probably a very common saying that I should have heard sometime before this age, which is fear is um, a mile wide and an inch deep. And... Um, it's basically like, it looks really big, but if you push against it a little bit and you find out you can actually break through it pretty easily and there's so many amazing things on the other side. And we've had so many people say like, Oh, I get seasick, so I can never live on a boat. And we're like, Oh yeah, we also get seasick. But if you think of the small percentage of time that we're seasick, like we just kind of like muscle through that and then we get to enjoy all the rest of it just like you had this like one sort of horrible day or maybe it was even only like a half day that was horrible but but then you had this whole month of beautiful experiences and I would bet that many of your kids will remember it because they weren't going around and around in the same routine of their everyday life that just kind of blended into the background of their memories they're going to be like you remember when you walk into a wave or you see a turtle or you know you're (laughs) you remember those full body experiences that you have together and they're like whoa we did something that was so different from our everyday I think you know I don't know if Beckham will remember I don't know how old he was on this trip to Hawaii but certainly your older kids will remember and you have the pictures and you have the stories and it does something in the identity to say people like us do things like this instead of people like us don't do things like that right people like us do things like this and they saw you persisting and saying like it you didn't you didn't get to that second hotel and they're like well we canceled your booking and you were like it's a bad omen let's just reverse the flights, you know, and go home, forget it, you know? Yeah. And so I'm just, I'm really impressed with all of the good that you have um, given your kids. And Eric always says, it's not easy to get 
what you wish for. <laughs> First of all, there are these unexpected challenges that will rise up, but then it's also like, um, is this okay that we're like living in Hawaii right now and our kids are? Is this against the rules? Is this against the rules somehow? Holy. Like, how, how did I get yeah. here? I, I mean, it's not like I deserve this, but man, I'm so grateful. And you, um, for me anyway, I know I kind of have to open up to me like, it's okay for me to be in a, in a beautiful place and having a good time and feeling happy and, and being in a good marriage, you know, we're also living in a time where it's, I like to call it like the rise of the victim. And so whoever is the most like put upon or oppressed is like the new, the new hero. And and that's the game is like, who's the most victim. And, and it's almost like, if you say anything positive, like I love my husband, we're like, well, not everybody is in a happy marriage. And what about those of us who never got married? And what about those of us who, you know, it's like, I don't know. I'm just saying like, I'm having a great time. And, (laughs) and I hope that gives hope to other people that marriage can be good and it can, and it can help you become the best version of yourself. And, and it can like, we're heading on year, we're winding up year 28, heading into year 29 and just keeps getting better. And like, that's also an option, you know, that's also a story that you can live. And so I, I just know sometimes I, I remember once posting, it's okay to be happy. And some people being like, thank you for saying this. (laughs) (laughs) And so good for you, letting your kids know we can persist through the tough times and we're, we're allowed to have these experiences and you have already given them so much permission when they get to that same stage in life they'll be like well my parents went to a wedding in india for three weeks when i was nine months old like i bet we can figure something out (laughs) i want to say something real quick about these but you know are your kids going to remember this and maybe only from pictures i'm 49 years old and literally just the other day like two days ago i was looking through pictures And I came across some of when I was very little, I was maybe six or seven and my dad was in the air force and we were living in Germany. And so we would take these road trips around Germany and we would camp in our van and a tent. And I just have these pictures of me as a little kid, you know, in what was then Yugoslavia, which is now, you know, Croatia, you know, anyway, Serbia and, and, you know, in some campground in Norway or something, you know, and these were just, these were road trips. They weren't, you know, like we're going to fly to Europe, but I realized, you know, and my dad was not a particular, they haven't continued to be nomadic, you know, van life people. I mean, they lived in the same house for 30 plus years coming up on 30 plus years. And, but those experiences when I was the age of your kids have left a huge impression on me and most of it I do remember from pictures. Some I do remember in my mind. But I think that there is, I think that you've given your kids a tremendous gift and they, they, they'll know it. They may not know how they know it, but they'll know it for their whole lives. I have no doubt about that. And part of it is because you've, you said the first time, what are we going to do next? And then you did the second thing. And now you're saying, what is our next thing? It's because you've, um, rewired, (laughs) you know, you've recalibrated to how you move through life. And that is also a gift that you continue to, to give yourself and to your kids. I think it's so awesome. 
I want to come back to this idea, and this might be where we a good place to wrap up. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I have more to say. Because you guys have used the word confidence all, a number of times, mm-hmm. which I think is great. Because I know one of the things that Emily and I realized when we did our first adventures like this, living on a sailboat and then a few others after, is that for us, the main takeaway, aside from beautiful places, new friends, you know, discovering foods, all the cultural stuff that you've talked about, the the most important takeaway for us has been the confidence that we felt, sort of the centering piece. And so to hear you talk about that is, is um, first of all, it's very validating. And, and I think also really important to realize because so often people, I think, will hear about an experience like, oh, living on a boat for a year or three weeks in India or a month in Hawaii and, and FOMO runs rampant. Like, oh, I want that or I could never have that. And it's like, you know, death by comparison or, you know, what is it? Comparison is the thief of happiness and, you know, all that sort of stuff. I just... I just think it's important to say the goal of these conversations is not to try and make people envious if they haven't had these kinds of experiences yet. The Mm -hmm. goal is to hopefully inspire an outlook on the world that lets whatever is going to be most joyful and uplifting and satisfying for you to be within the realm of possibility because as we go out and we do those things that we think are impossible, something really important happens to us. And the main treasure that we take home is a, is a confidence and a calm and a peace that lets us move through the world content and happy for everybody else as they discover what really matters to them and as they step into it. And knowing we get to make those choices. Yeah, I would say this would, this for me, this, um, episode would be a home run if people listening said I'm going to do exactly what Shandi and Jason did and I'm going to consider hypothetically if it were possible for me or us as a couple or our family to do something and I'm going to have so much faith in it that I'm going to even be willing to do a Google search to see like well where would that happen what location would that be in how much is a flight to that location or how far, you know, do I have to drive or like whatever it is to actually get a couple of the initial details. And um, in the navigator framework, we talk about um, this. We talk about a concept called the shoebox. We're like literally open a file on your computer with the name of your big dream, whatever it is. And, then start putting information that you find in there and just let it simmer and see what happens. That's what, that's my call, <laughs> call to that's action. Your invitation. That's your invitation for anyone listening is to literally just take those first few steps. Just be willing to consider it a possibility mm-hmm. and enough to look into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that would be awesome because once you, once you cross that threshold, you're like, oh, wait a minute, <laughs> this is possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so true. I think three of the most powerful words in the world are, I did it. (laughs) That is powerful. When you sit and simmer in that, like, and go from where you were to all the fears and the questions that you had and the unknowns and the, 
the peaks and valleys, the triumphs, all of that, and the high experiences and all of it. And then you are back and your life gets back into the hamster wheel. And you take a moment and say, I did it. We did that. I feel like that just for you as a, as a human soul helps you tap into a power that is beyond you mm. that says you could, you did you, you, yes, I knew you could and you did. And now do you see what you're capable of? Now do you see who's inside you? You get a little glimpse of like who you really are and what you can experience and you realize that you've been living under your potential a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you realize that there is more out there for you that you don't even know. You have been naive because you didn't even know. You didn't know the joy or the experiences that were possible. And so, um, and you, it now, it's, it's like this, the, this, recharging energy that then says, well, what else could I do? Mm -hmm. And that builds more confidence and that builds more confidence. And it's just, it's so cool to, to get on this track that takes you into a positive direction instead of a stagnant or a downward. It's like you just as in your life, in your marriage, as all the roles, everything you do in life is going to start going upward. (laughs) The more you, accomplish your goals and recognize your true potential. I love that. Yeah, I love that. That's a beautiful place to wrap, I think. Drayson, one last question for you. Yeah. Anything on the horizon? <laughs> what, what are you excited about? What are you most excited about right now? Oh, man, I, I'm, just, I'm just excited to, to keep this pattern going. I think I was just sitting there thinking what would be my, my last words if I was to say something. I think it's just... I think it's unfortunate that phrases like think big or dream big are so cliche and commonplace that sometimes you hear it and it doesn't mean anything to you because mm-hmm. I think it is really powerful and it's it's not natural. It's not normal for us to just to think outside the box and do things. Like I think one of the whole reasons we went to India is because we were, we, were, we were pushed, you know, we were pushed pretty hard because I felt a lot of pressure to go uh, support my friend. And I think we don't do that to ourselves enough and it makes it hard to do those things. Like if I was just like, should we just go to India sometime? Like it, maybe it would happen. never happen. Right. So I think we have to train ourselves to think like, how could we make this work? Like if I really had to go on this big trip in six months, I could probably make it work. So think about it that way and mm-hmm. find a way to make it work. So I don't know. We've got a, we've got some ideas we've been thinking of. I we, mean, we're going to California. No pressure. Oh yeah, no, we're going, uh, we're going to go with my siblings out to, to Disneyland here in February. Yeah. We've got a, a week planned there. So that'll be a big family trip out there for a week. So yeah. We're, we're... You went from couple to family to extended family. You're really <laughs> yeah, so we're going to go give that a try. <laughs> and then hopefully the one after that is couple. couple again. Yeah. <laughs> we're right, kind yeah. of finding this balance. We like the couple thing to find its way in between the family trips. Cause it's really good. A little bit of a rotation. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love yeah. that. Well, guys, you you are inspiring to me for sure. And um, I just think, I go back to what you were saying at the very beginning about that retreat, that when you came away, that you felt like you had permission. 
you had permission to think about and consider things that ever had never been felt possible before. And so Drayson, I think, yeah, sometimes our loved ones, they give us permission. And sometimes that permission can take the form of a little bit of a push to, to get out of our comfort zone. But I'm, I'm so thrilled that you've had these experiences and, and you've been inspiring to me. And uh, we really appreciate you taking time out of your, your busy lives as mom and dad, mom and dad to, to talk with us about this. So, so thank you so much. Well, well, thanks to you guys too. We sure appreciate your time and have been very inspired from, from the first time we met and just, we've loved hearing about your adventures and learning from you. And we appreciate you guys helping, helping with that push to, to give us uh, yeah. some inspiration to go try some of these things. Yeah, that's right. A little push and permission. Yeah. Well, we always like to end the show by asking what could go right. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Eric. To sign up for a discovery call, go to theawesomefactory.nyc forward slash discovery. Theawesomefactory.nyc forward slash discovery. Pick a time and I'll see you there. If you want to go sailing with us or you're just curious about where we're going, here are the details. We've had a great 2023. We've had some amazing trips and we're having a lot of fun doing this. So we're going to do a few more here. And we've added some for early 2024. Our January trip for the Bahamas is already sold out, but we're going to go back for another week. If you want to spend Valentine's Day in a warm place with beautiful turquoise waters, this is your trip. February 12th through the 16th, we're going to meet up there and go sailing for the week. It's going to be a great way to share a lovely day with the person you love. The next trip is going to be in March, the British Virgin Islands. We're going to go March 11th through the 16th. It's the last week of winter. So if you want to spend the last week of winter somewhere where it's beautiful and warm, this is your chance. We're going to go to the British Virgin Islands, one of my favorite places on earth, and it's the sailing capital of the world. Why? Because of the trade winds and the beautiful, flat, easy conditions. Some of you might remember that I was just in Mexico a few weeks ago and it blew my mind. It was my first time there to Southern Mexico and I didn't know quite what to expect. I'd heard really great things about it, but I loved it so much that I can't wait to go back. So April 8th through the 13th, we're going back to La Paz, Mexico. It's the Sea of Cortez, the very south tip of the Baja Peninsula. Why these dates? Because the solar eclipse is passing through there. April 8th, you'll be able to see the solar eclipse and then we're gonna go sailing the rest of the week. So it's one of the most pristine places I've ever been. You can check my Instagram feed and see some footage from there. And so I'm eager to get back there and the cherry on top is gonna to be getting to see the solar eclipse that's happening April 8th. If you're interested in any of these, email me directly, hello at theawesomefactory.nyc. Hello at theawesomefactory.nyc. Just let me know that you're interested. We'll chat through all the details. I'll give you all the information, answer your questions. We'll see if one of these trips is a good fit. And if we get to go sailing, it's one of my favorite things to do. So thanks for listening. What could go right?